So how's it going, Mark? Oh, it's uh, pretty damn good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing pretty fantastic, you know. My uh, my butt's a little numb, so I, I really wish I had seat warmers in my car after my ride. Because, uh, Mark, I'm in studio, aren't I? You are in the think hole. You are in the house high hammock studio. You are here for the Dangle Podcast, the weekly King of the Hill podcast, where I, Mark, and my good buddy... Johnny... We take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic King of the Hill and we talk about the good parts and the bad parts and the highs and the lows and we slap it with our patented rating system. And this is a super special one because, Johnny, you and I just watched this week's episode. We did. This is, uh, so listeners, this is the first time Mark and I have ever watched this together. We uh, usually do our own viewings. Now, we, I mean, we've watched King of the Hill together, obviously, but we, uh, we've never done a viewing together for this podcast, so... We thought it best, you know, what the hell? We're going to sit down, we're going to watch it together, we'll take our notes, and we'll come back and talk to you guys about it. And damn, if it is not hard to just sit here and and talk to myself when Mark is right here without him yelling, damn it, stop it, save it for the podcast, man. (laughs) We've got lots of good stuff. So much good stuff, in fact, that we're not going to do a cold open today, apparently. I... I blew through it. That's cool. I came we in, don't need one every those time. Warm, those warming seats came in too hot, buddy. <laughs> I don't know about your ass. Mine ain't numb. My ass is on fire and ready to go. Oh, God. That's the chili you ate last night. Both of them. <laughs> um, Mark, what episode are we watching today, buddy? We are watching Chasing Bobby. It's episode 93. has an original air date of January 21, 2001. And the wiki was so kind to tell me, Mark, that this is the very first King of the El... King of the Hill episode of the new millennium. Wow. Yeah, we're there, buddy. We're there. Okay. But so right there, first one of the new millennium. This is the one that should have aired after... Hillenium? Yeah. Yeah. And that probably accounts for my first, like, five notes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or, okay, so now... I, I, I'm going to rephrase this, because it's not technically the new millennium. This is the first one of the 21st century. Yeah, January first, two thousand, right? No, two thousand one. Oh, 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 oh! I'm dumb. Never so mind. no, I. This is why I got stupid. I'm like, wait, that was a whole season ago. How did we fuck this up? See, that's why I was confused. That's <laughs> no, okay, listeners. This is all good shit for you. I promise. Um, this episode was written by Garland Testa. We've seen his stuff before. Good old Garland Testa. <laughs> I don't even know a. Well, uh, <laughs> here is our casta uh, characters. Uh, we have Hank, Bobby, and Peggy Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Con, Min, and Connie Supanusampone, Buck Strickland, Marty Mendez. Where are the Supanusampones in this? I have no idea, but apparently that's who's in here, according to the wiki. Sucks to suck, wiki. Yeah, I don't think the Supanusampones are in this, guys. They def- they well, Connie them. was. Connie was on the date. Yeah, but Min and Con did not go with her. No, but Connie was on the date with Bobby, but she didn't have any lines, I don't think. I don't think so either. Yeah. But she did. she's really good at crane games, which is kind of an Asian stereotype. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've seen those videos. <laughs> we have uh, Marty Mendez, Jack Hanley, and Bob Hanley as cameos. Uh, Mark, my synopsis. Your synopsis. Hank and Bobby share a touching moment over the loss of a member of the Hill family. And unfortunately, it's not Ladybird. It's unfortunately. God, you want you want to see dog death so bad. I don't want to see dog death. I want to see them get a new dog. I'm sick of looking at the geriatric pork chop that is Ladybird. <laughs> pork chop. It's like a fried pork chop. I don't. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, our A story characters for this episode are Hank, Bobby, and Peggy. 
And Mark, let's jump right into this. Hell yeah. Let's, let's get some it. notes, buddy. Notes. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, I could go. Go, go for it. Wait um, on me. So, so I have written down here, ladies picture. <laughs> I'm sure you do too, because I know we both chuckled a little bit at it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Hank specifically does not want to see a ladies picture. Mark, do you have a favorite ladies picture? I mean, I'd say Mean Girls, but is that a ladies picture or a beloved icon of the thousands? I wouldn't consider, like, I definitely wouldn't consider that, like, a chick flick per se. Okay. Because, like you said, it, it's definitely, it's it's grown beyond that. But I'll also say, like, my favorite movie is Mean Girls, and I'll get weird looks from people at work, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm into it. I don't know if I have a favorite chick flick. I like old-timey ones, um... Pretty much anything that's got Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan in it, I will go. Uh, I will go to bat for because they're usually pretty solid. They're not like the best things in the world, but they're usually pretty solid. Okay. But okay. yeah, I'm not. I'm not big into the. I'm not big into chick flicks. Not big Is into the rom coms. Not. Not so much, man. Not so much. Um, okay, uh, Mark. You and I are both very fortunate, and in some cases, in yours, unfortunate to have owned. Ford Rangers. Still Hicks, own uh, a Hicks Ford truck. Ranger. Yes. You can see it outside right now. It's I, sitting there. Oh, I saw it. It definitely, it definitely looks a little mad. Literally, it's it's my patriarch of the Debatro family. It just sits in the back, hanging on. <laughs> By a thread, just hoping to die of arterial sclerosis. Um, Mark... You, I'm sure you knew this, but I doubt Hank did, or if he did, he just didn't pay attention because he talks an awful lot about how well-built his truck is. Yeah. Did you know that his truck is based off of not an American design, but in fact, a Japanese one? It's a Datsun, right? It's a Mazda. Mazda. Yep, it's a Mazda B-Series. So I did a little research here while okay. I was sitting next to you. I bet you didn't even know it. Uh, the Mazda B-Series started production in 1961 okay. and ended production in 2006. So oh, wow. it went through five different models in that period, and the Mazda B series is what they eventually turned the Ford Ranger into, and that's why that car is still everywhere. You will find '90s oh. and 2000s Rangers everywhere because of it. Oh, look like, at that! Yeah. They look exactly the fucking same, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So it may, who knows? Maybe Hank likes Mazda, but I have to imagine growing up with Cotton as a father, you're not allowed to tell him how much you like Mazda. No. <laughs> It's almost as bad as saying you like Mitsubishi. Um, they built the planes at Bomb Pearl Harbor. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a, a Ford Ranger in this. Um, according to the wiki, and I'll, I'll go with him on this one because I don't really give a shit to look, look too much into it. Um, Hank's Ford Ranger is usually classified as a 93. Okay. Uh, what, what year's yours, Mark? Uh, it is a 2000. Yours is a 2000. Yeah. Mine was also a 2000. Uh, mine is, is still up and kicking. I sold it to my nephew. If you're somewhere in the middle of uh, California in the farmer's belt, you might see a little white ranger hanging around somewhere. You will see a little white ranger somewhere in the farmer's belt. Okay, too. but if it's if it's driven by a, <laughs> a skinny-ass white kid, it might be mine. <laughs> uh, so, And it was also a 2000. Now, was yours a stick shift, Mark? No, mine's automatic. Mine was automatic as well. I think you had to pay extra for a stick shift at this point. Um, Way it ought to be, whatever. It's, like, uh, no, I, I agree. Yeah. 
so I just it's interesting. I know the 93 isn't a huge difference between that. I used to drive a 97 or a 98 at work. Okay. Um, it's actually why I bought a Ranger because I went, wow, this is super comfortable and I have to spend eight hours a day in this thing at work. I absolutely would like drive back and forth to Denver in this. Like I have no problem with it. Okay. Um, but so they classify it normally as a 93. In this episode, they felt the need to um, age it a little bit and give it another 10 years and they call it an 83. That's why Hank talks about how it's a 20 year old truck. Uh huh. And honestly, I thought it was uh, not going to be canonical, but if the B if the B series has been around since 61, probably it is. It probably is, yeah. <laughs> like, you could make that comparison. Um, Mark, I don't know the last time we saw Hank cry, because we saw him cry in this episode. Do you, rem- do you recall? I want to say, oh, he turns on the belt sander and cries. That's right. When does he cry for the belt sand? Um, oh, Ladybird. Lady yeah, Ladybird. Kill a Ladybird. Yep. Okay, so it's yep. been a little while since it's we've been seen a few. shed, and and we he doesn't cry often. I've I've seen Redcorn cry just recently, though, in Nancy Boys. We have have, Redcorn cries over everything. Season five is the dudes crying episode. (laughs) Well, we see see, see Bill cry all the time, too. It's it's like. That's Bill's go fault move. Yeah, this is like number one move. Um, Yeah, I was just kind of curious because I knew that we had seen that. Um, Mark. You asked me to remind you of something. Yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you now. Yeah. Why did you ask me to remind you about Clark Peter's body? Um, I feel like this is as good a time as any to get into one of my notes about the color is weird in this one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In the very beginning, um, and this is why I say maybe that accounted for my notes, but I forgot that the new millennium would be 2001, not 2000, and I'm dumb. <laughs> but, um, so number one, the color was weird in that first scene. Hank's in like this weird dingy off-white shirt. Yeah. Peggy's in like a weird teal color instead of her usual green but then we get a lot of costume change in this but then as and i gotta look it up right now because it's messing with me what does bobby hill wear because it's short not, pants and a white shirt i thought it's never a black shirt is it i you know maybe like when he gets all into his jesus stuff later on i want to recall it's oh, okay so it's, it's like a blue it's shirt green Blue, it's, yeah, teal? bluish teal I don't green. Know. You're colorblind, so I'll go with blue. You can say teal. It's Most good. decidedly not black in this episode. Bobby is wearing a black t-shirt, and when he's crying in the car with Hank, and he sniffles, all I could think is, "Oh my God, it's Bobby Clark Peters." Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of all I've got for notes. Now, I do. Can I do a shout out real quick? Shout it, baby. So I've got a buddy of mine who I used to stream a whole bunch with. And I popped into a stream the other day, and he complimented both of us on how good we're doing. And I said, hey, next time I'm recording, I'm giving you a shout-out. So, this is to my buddy Commander Braun Solo on Twitch. This is a shout-out for you, man. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you, and I know Mark here really appreciates you. And, hey, man, come and chat with us anytime, anyplace. Hell like, yeah, fantastic. buddy. Braun Solo. Um, Thanks for listening. He's Love he's you. the shit. Like he's, they're just the shit, man. Hell, I might even cut. I might isolate this and put it out in the episode that drops this week because this one won't come out until like July. But yeah, hey, there you go, there you go. <laughs> I told him to. I told him to just kind of like keep an eye out for it, but we'll make it work. Um. So anyway, that's what I got for notes, Mark. Uh, what do you got for notes, buddy? All right, notes. Here we go. Flowers of Time is not a real movie, but I don't <laughs> care because. God damn! If the Charlton Heston look or sounded like didn't break yeah. my <laughs> yeah. you and I have listened to way too much Hollywood Babylon. You're afraid of me, aren't you, Imperator? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Where's Luann, Johnny? Because it's, Luann could have fixed this here. episode. Well, she sure shooting isn't in it. No, I think we're, we're long past mechanic Luann. She has lost all of that mechanic ability now that she's in school. Now that she's gone to community college yep. and moved out? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's below her, beneath her. That is a, a filthy, nasty trade. And that is not something that she's going to want to deal with. Okay. She's going to be a hairdresser, Mark. All right. We'll take it, I guess. Oh, she's going to go hang out with a bunch of people named Jane. <laughs> not yet. She's not. <laughs> we haven't gotten to emus. That's right. <laughs> um, um there is a musical spot i want to start calling that musical notes here okay. we are at almost 100 episodes in and we're pretty good about it anyway did you catch what music is playing in the uh mechanics garage i did not but i'm gonna guess it was feels so good it was not it was blue collar man by sticks oh nice okay yeah, just I, I want to start, like, tracking Mike Judge's musical tastes. I think no, we're already sure. kind of doing it, but I want to do it even harder. For sure. Um, I have done the heater in my truck thing. Oh, you just look at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so have I. Yeah, you've been in my truck when I had to go over Levita Pass and yeah, put yeah. that fucking heater on in the height of summer. And you're like, Mark, what are you doing? Like, this is the only way we're getting home, buddy. Roll yep. down your window. Yep. Um, things to keep an eye on. The Donovan saga. Yeah, Donovan's a teacher. She's established. So, like, we haven't seen her since, what, Old Glory? I don't want to say. Yeah. But she's back again. And Peggy loves when Bobby talks shit about her. Yep. I think that's funny. Mrs. Donovan. And The homework has been a little heavy lately. And the class erupted. Um, Bobby the Showman. I love it. I do too. And finally, is this our first Durndle? I think this is the first time we actually go to Durndle. That's right, because it's... Uh, where is the rotating restaurant slash... McManorberry. That's McManorberry slash uh, sports... Uh, is it... Sports. Sporting goods store. Yeah, yeah it was like um, sports store. Sports store. Store with sports. Yeah. Dicks. <laughs> Dicks. Sporting goods, wall on wall, fills you up. <laughs> um, I do think this is our first Durndle. I don't know if we're going back again until Hank has the uh, the Olympic flame. Oh yeah, Torch Song Hillogy. Yeah, yeah, I think because I think he's either running to Durndle or running from Durndle. Okay. All I remember from that episode is black man running with a torch and ain't nothing you can do about it. It's. I should probably remember something else about that episode, but that always sticks out to me because I'm like, this seems out of place and unnecessary, but okay. Who do you think the freak is in Durndle? We got the Arlen Midget. I reckon there's the, like, McMeanerberry flipper kid. That's that's Howard Adderley. Uh, Johnny, talk to me about some of your pros, buddy. Um, so the you already mentioned it, the entire movie scene. The yep. entire fake movie between Ethan Hawke and Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston... <laughs> May you rot in hell, you piece of shit. I like guns and everything else, but God, the damage you did by supporting the NRA the way you did, fuck you, man. Oh, I'm not getting yeah. angry about this. It's cool. Um, and uh, for those of you guys that are currently watching it, Ethan Hawke apparently is some bigwig in the Moon Knight series that's on Disney. Oh. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I haven't either. He's just, he's not the Moon Knight. That's Oscar Isaac, but he's some other guy in it. Maybe the other... I don't know. The last thing I saw him in... Do you know he's in the original Purge movie, Mark? Wow. Yeah. Found that out after I bought those movies for my wife for Christmas. He is not good. <laughs> no. No, he's not. You remember when Ethan Hawke used to be like a... 
he used to be like a like a legitimate he was a big name. He was he an was A-list a actor. Name. Exactly. Like to get him was to, to add some credibility, some gravitas. Not so more. He's he's in a freaking purge movie. Ugh. Um, and I love the Charlton Heston impression in that. That I thought it was Charlton Heston. Just about. I was like, holy shit! Good. Did they get Charlton Heston to be in King of the Hill? Um, I love Boomhauer's joke. But what's the difference between like a leaky faucet and a like a squirt gun or an old man or something like that? It just goes Hank, and everybody loses it. <laughs> I'm like, that's cold blooded. Cold blooded Boomhauer. Um, let's see here. I've only like I've had a lot of cars in my life. Okay. If I want to stop and think about it, I've had let's see one, two, three. Four, five, six. We've had a lot of cars in your life. I've had six cars between me and my wife, like together, that I have considered like I, I've driven enough of them to consider it my car as okay. well. Okay. Um, out of all of them, I have had two that click with me the way that Hank's truck does in the end of this this uh, uh, episode. Um, one of them was my 1969 Volkswagen, which to this day I still rue the fact that I had to sell it and buy a, a better car. I remember that thing. That thing is still alive. It's still trucking, and you can still see it in Colorado Springs because the girl I sold it to still lives there, and she put like $4,000 into it. Oh, nice. And so there you go, at least as far as I know. Uh, I don't know. One of our listeners, it's his little sister, so we'll have to ask him one of these days. Uh, and then the other one that did it was the car I sold it for, which was my Ford Ranger, which I thought was kind of awesome. It clicked with me the second I got it. You know, I paid that thing off. Um, I kept it in immaculate condition. I got it nice, like nice new tires and stuff. I didn't cheap out when I bought stuff for it. I made sure it got like I totally went Hank when I had this car. <laughs> I got it like tuned up and fixed up and everything. Like I had its oil changes every three months, whether it needed it. Freaking love this car, and I'm very glad that it found a better home. Not not a better home, but it found a good home in my nephew. Yeah. Like, it's it was it was a, a moment of pride to say this car is basically the exact same as I bought it five years ago. Like if anything, it's a little bit better because I've done some other shit to it. Here you go. I've just carried the torch for you. Treat her well. <laughs> Treat her well. Um, and then the last one I have in here is uh, we have a beautiful animation segment in here, Mark. Don't we? We have a couple. This is a very pretty episode. Yeah, the one I'm thinking about is the entire scene where Hank is searching for Bobby. Yeah, and it's in the it's in a storm, and you get the to test see test drive. A, yeah, the that test drive. Thank the you. The Garland Testa drive. Ooh, very good. <laughs> um, you get to see a lot of Durndal in the middle of a storm. Uh, it's a lot of different stuff that they didn't need to like go out of their way to show you. You could have just done a bunch of interior shots of the car, but. You didn't. Like, it, it made it so that Hank got really in, attached and enamored to the truck before he finds Bobby, and they got to play with a lot of fun set pieces with it. So, uh, I thought it was it was beautiful. It's a beautiful sequence of, like, about two minutes of animation, where you see a lot of Durnal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen more of Durnal in this one episode than I think we've seen of McManorberry in, like, four seasons. Yeah, and they go to McManorberry all the time. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, that's, those are my pros, man. What, what, what do you got for pros here? Um, pros, you already hit one of mine. Flowers of Time, the movie sequence is hilarious. <laughs> um, I like Peggy's psych profile of Hank. It just, <laughs> and then she becomes the amateur psychologist and. Instead hey, of an amateur, hey, an amateur physician. This episode, that's all there is to oh, it. She's so full of herself. Bitch. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I don't even care. Old Mark would have hated this Peggy. I like this Peggy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby's header into the ditch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, why didn't you get her? Why didn't you stop him? It looked like he could use the exercise. <laughs> and finally, we get Bobby swearing in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby's, uh, you're damn right I did. I like it. And, you know, Hank is so, like, caught up in the moment, he doesn't even notice it. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, yeah. How about some cons, buddy? Um, I hate how shady Buck Strickland is. I Holy shit. I, I don't need, we don't need to dive into it because this is not the only time and it's definitely not the last time we'll see it. Um, but on I, character. It's, it's very on character for him. I feel like Buck is just digging himself a hole that's going to be really hard to dig out of. And we may have seen the best of him already. I think we may have seen the best Buck Strickland episode with, uh, with him going to Hot Springs. We mm. just did it a few episodes ago. If it's not that one, then it's the one where he uh, has his infarction and makes Lloyd Vickers um, head of Strickland. Snow job. Snow job. Thank you. Also, I want to say Garland Testa. Hmm. It might have been. I'm like 90% sure. It, yeah. Honestly, Snow job might have been his first one. That yeah. sounds right. And we'll have to we'll have to look it up. You look it up. Um, will I bitch bitch some more here? Um. <laughs> No, I, Buck is, he's very quickly becoming irredeemable. You know, for a while there, you just like, okay, he's the shrewd businessman and he's got to do things a certain way because he's got a bunch of money. He can be kind of a sleaze bag. But after the Debbie stuff, after the Hot Springs stuff, after him intentionally like short selling people in their homes in Texas, which apparently gets so cold that it freezes their electrical system, um, like, wow, way to go. What you find, Mark? I found out the fucking voice of Principal Moss. Oh shit! Oh god, he looks like Moss. Oh fuck! There it is. And he looks like Moss or Bobby Baratheon. <laughs> god, I just awesome. went down my own rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Here. That's okay. That's okay. Um, let's. See. Also, it's not. It's the Allens with Snow Job. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, Mark, you'll have to. We'll have to keep an eye on Buck and see if he gets any more redeemable. At one point, he's going to ask them to assassinate some emus. Like he is. You are not very a good excited character. for that episode. I, I'm excited to see them just like immediately try and go from like Dale try and go from apex predator. I'm going to hunt and kill these things to staring them in the eyeballs and going, "There's no way I can kill you." That's like one of my favorite weird little bee stories. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't like how two-faced Peggy is about Bobby's story. It seems, oh, like, yeah. it just seems unwarranted yeah. for her to just to pull him aside. It's a joke that didn't need to be there. She's unduly shitty. It, it, yes. Yeah. For her, no more of those boring school stories. Fuck you, lady. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Why you gotta bring him down like that? Um, Mark, if anybody in the alley is smart about their personal protective equipment, or PPE, Mm-hmm. It's Hank, right? Have to be. Out of all of them. Hank is the one that's he's wearing his goggles, he's got his gloves, he does everything. Yeah. Versus Steel Toes. How did he cut his toe on a weed whacker? How what was he weed whacking to where he cut his toe? Well, maybe he wasn't, you know, just doing the corner, so he was at it all day. Maybe. <laughs> maybe Bobby was screwing around with the weed whacker and he came out in his robe and got just like dinged. I it just seemed interesting to me because Hank Bobby's is the guy. Weed whacking ladybird shits. <laughs> I've definitely done that before with a weed whacker. And it's just he's angling it so it just sprays the dog shit up the fence. Oh and yeah. Zip, zip. 
seeing how far it can launch. Yeah. And Hank walks out. What are you doing? <laughs> then he's got dog shit in his cut. Yep. That's why he has to go to the hospital. Yep. There you go. Solved it. Guys, guys, it's his, this is this is the sort of fan theories you listen to us for. <laughs> um, Rockadillo is Boomhauer. <laughs> Hank having to go to the hospital from a weed eater cut because it was dog shit. Because he got sepsis. <laughs> yes. Um, my last con here, and it's, it's, I mean, it's a con, but it's not a con, but it is. I understand for story's sake why they did it. But I, you and I have both owned Rangers. I would not say that I've always been the strong specimen that I have, that I am right now. You have, Mark. Ever since <laughs> I've known you, you've been a big, you've been a big fucking guy. Um, Either one of us at pretty much any given point in the last 16 years could have pushed that truck in neutral off of a freaking, like, train train track. Oh, yeah. Like, even with Bobby sitting in it. It is, those those trucks are not that heavy. They're, it's a smaller truck. I've pushed my truck a lot. I've drugged yes. my truck a lot. It's, uh-huh. Yeah. I've definitely had to do it in, in situations. So it's like, okay, I get why for story reason you're doing this. At the same time, pop it in fucking neutral. <laughs> Just do that. Anyway, those are my cons. Not a whole right. lot here. All right, all right. Um, toxic masculinity. Con. Just cry, guys. Just cry. Please. Um, I need a little lady. I don't like to be this sweaty unless I have a little lady to towel off on. <laughs> That's the grossest fucking thing I've ever heard. Um... Truck phones, and maybe this is just a retro reference rage, but truck phones. There's a phone in the truck, Johnny. <laughs> I'm just telling you how it is. I wonder if it's made out of eagles, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, this we're, we're not doing a Futurama crossover here. It is not Beekthor. I just worry we're not getting enough of the eagles. <laughs> Sorry, for, for the one in like 30 episodes my wife listens to, I really hope it's this one because that's like one of our favorite Futurama jokes. <laughs> Victor said so. Malfunctioning Eddie. <laughs> I only exploded a little more. <laughs> My manager, he is not happy. I would have to go and talk to him. <laughs> Alright. Um, Bobby's dead. There's no way that little Bobby Hill survives the rainstorm. He's dead. Nope. And yeah. then if he does try to hump it to Arlen, he's even deader. Um, and finally, I've got a retro reference rage for you. Mm. Truck options in a 1998. Okay. Anti-lock brakes. A vanity <laughs> mirror. Heated seats. That's why they didn't lock, Mark. Holy Look. shit. No more burnt hands. <laughs> Look, Hank. No more cold ass. Like, you know, that's, like, you and I, we, you, you, you frequently reference this because of how asinine it is. And yes, I'm using that word intentionally because of what well we're recording. Well done, well done. Um, but no, it, that is just as asinine. They're anti-lock brakes. That's why they didn't lock. No shit. <laughs> like, I love you, Hank, but no shit. Well done, Hank. Um, no, I just, we talk all the time about, like, the weird boom in technology we've seen. Holy shit, we don't talk about, like, the boom in car technology that we've seen. Yeah. Remember when seatbelts became standard? I kind of do, a little bit. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all I got. How about a favorite moment out of you, buddy? Um, I, I have one that's written down in here. 
And it's Bobby's response. So that's what it sounds like when a train hits a truck. <laughs> sounds a lot more trucky considering how much train was there. <laughs> and it's just because it's like, you know, he's not making a comedy bit about it. At least I don't think he is. No. It's just an observation. But the way he says it. Oh, it's so good. It's a great Bobby line. How about you, man? Um, Dale's Eartha Kit Purr. <laughs> and hey, then Mark. it lights on fire. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Do you know who slept with Eartha Kit on a plane? <laughs> Not Pierce. <laughs> Not Pierce. Hey, Johnny, if Hank loves his truck so much, why, why does he, he just gay marry it? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, go watch Community. You will not be disappointed. Oh, it's so good. Oh, after Dangle Podcast is I Can't Count the Reasons We Should Cast. Johnny and I take two episodes of Community. <laughs> um, um. Bobby hitting the oil pan. Now people are going to see that oil stain and think I'm a drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's all I got. You would have. Uh, Mark, I'm in the process of selling my house, and there's a big ass oil stain right in front of where my old Volkswagen used to be. And I have, on more than one occasion, looked at my wife and said, They're going to think I'm a drunk. <laughs> and she does not understand what I'm quoting. Well, if she hears this one, she will. She will. Yep. She will. Um, Mark, I say we rate this bad boy. Let's do her, buddy. All right. Uh, you want me to go over our rating system? Yeah, lay her on me. Wonderful. So at the very bottom of our patented rating system, we have our charcoal rating. This is an F-rank, just garbage tier episode. It's not really good for anything. You might watch it one time, and that's it. It's There's nothing really redeemable about it. It's as bad as a sit under your boy's fingernails. <laughs> After that, you've got your Megalo rating. Megalo is kind of like a bronze medal. There's a couple of funny bits in it, but other than that, there's not a lot memorable about an episode. You're probably going to skip this one too, unless you're just like kind of stoned at 2 o'clock in the morning and have nothing better to do. Uh, Megalo is just, it's not a very good episode. It's just got a couple memorable things in it. After that's a butane. Now, a butane is a bastard gas, and this is a bastard of an episode that you love to hate and you hate to love. It's got a, a bunch of good stuff in it, but it's also just kind of like, eh, middle of the road. You know, you, you'll probably watch it on, on a rewatch, but for the most part, you're just going to like play on your phone most of the time. You'll listen for the couple of bits that you know are funny. Now, you won't do that with your next tier, which is the Char King. A Char King is our gold standard. This is one of the best episodes of King of the Hill. The only thing wrong with it is that it needs a little bit of context to understand because it's full of great jokes and full of great character development. But if you don't know a couple of these characters, it's a little bit harder for somebody brand new to kind of get into it. Now, when Mark and I both agree that an episode's a Char King, it becomes a Char King Imperial, which is one step below the granddaddy of them all, the Blue Flame of Valor. Our Blue Flame of Valor is the best episodes of King of the Hill. They're some of the best episodes of animated television you're ever going to find. And they are the kind of episode that you would show to somebody who has never seen this ever once in their life and say, hey, check this out. This is what you're going to enjoy about it. And they're going to fall in love with it just like you do. So with that being said, Mr. Mark, what do you give Chasing Bobby? I gave Chasing Bobby a butane. It's a fine episode. It's got some good bits. but. Okay. Like you said, just kind of middle of the road. Nothing good, nothing bad. Yeah. How about you, buddy? I love it. Uh, I also gave it a butane, which gives it our two-tane. That's right. We're, we're keeping this going, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's this a two-tane. It's a two-tane. Um, I, I, I wrote two words for my description of this episode for its rating. Okay. It's meh. Yeah. It's okay. It's it's. There's some funny moments in this. 
Um, I, I mean, I we I feel like we had a quite a few good pros. We had a, a decent amount of cons in here. Like, there's some continuity stuff. Peggy's kind of a dick for no reason. Yeah. But you do get some really funny stuff out of Bobby, and it's it's fun to see emotional Hank, where he's not just pissed off. Yeah. You don't see that very often. Usually yeah. emotions with Hank is just anger. He's not going to kick your ass. He's going to cry yeah. on your dash. So, uh, but yeah, it just, it was middle of the road. It's, yeah. it's an interesting, I mean, I've never watched another TV show that, that ha- dedicates an entire episode to somebody getting rid of their car and treating it yeah. like this. Yeah. You know? Well, there is one I can think of. Is there? Canyon Arrow. Oh, God. That's that's true, but I don't but that's know. just Marge gets a car. That's exactly. That's Marge gets another car. Yeah. I like this is something I, I would expect. All right, if I had to go and and think of the TV shows of the time, this is a subplot that I would see. Not even a main plot, but a subplot that I would see from something like Malcolm in the Middle. Mm. I've been watching that a lot lately. Okay. okay. Or uh, Home Improvement. I was just gonna say Tim Allen gets different cars throughout the run yeah. of that show, and like. Yeah. This seems like them. a subplot out of that. And they made it an actual, like, full plot of this. Which I was like, okay, good for you guys. But. Yeah. Cool. All right, so we got a two-tane. Johnny, let's go ahead and watch our second episode. Listeners, we'll see you in just a few seconds. All right, we're back, listeners. We did it. We're here. Oh, my God. Um, If you would have told me that... When you and I started this deal back in, what, August? Yeah. Uh, that you and I would have done this and that we would get to sit in the same room and watch this episode together, Johnny, which I can probably just call for both of us. <laughs> Guaranteed. Is our favorite episode of King of the Hill. Just just about. It's top like, five for sure. It yep. may be top three. Yep. <laughs> oh, what did we just watch, Johnny? Uh, we just watched episode 94 yankee hanky um, mark we have an original air date february 4th 2001 uh written by one kit boss and you know what i i don't care what angela says you are the boss from now on for everything shmangela shmlanathan <laughs> sorry rick and morty a bit here um mark we're gonna bust through this cast of characters real quick lay it on me buddy i i don't even know what what to say about this all right because i just enjoyed it so damn much yep um cast of characters hank bobby hank bobby and peggy hill luann platter dale gribble boom power bill dotrieve cotton and gh hill topsy toppington tilly hill stinky erwin linker jorge lopez brooklyn and fidel castro non-speaking of course <laughs> they got the real fidel castro to voice his own lines you know i want to say that he would probably have been cool about it at this point in 2000 like ah, i get it it's a whole thing about trying to assassinate me ha ha i'll be a good sport what was it 916 attempts or something yeah yeah um so synopsis hank finds out a disturbing fact about the circumstances of his birth when trying to get native license plates in texas mark was mark (laughs) wow was hank born a texan nope this is where we find out that hank is in fact a new yorker yes it is born in born in new york um in the big rotten apple this seems like a good time as any to bust into notes yeah Hell yeah, buddy. So, uh, my notes here. Cotton is now living at the Casa Linda. I know we both noticed that. Yes. Uh, in high anxiety, I had asked you, doesn't Cotton live at the Casa Linda? Mm-hmm. 
And you said no, he lives at Vista del Sol or whatever the hell it is. Right, I thought he looked in, at the BFW. Well, because he was staying there. But we right, had talked right. about how he lives in um, Houston. Houston. I think right? he's Houston, yeah. Houston, yeah. Yeah, it's Houston. Where he lives in Houston, but now he's at the Casa Linda. Yep. We just saw Casa Linda in High Anxiety, and yeah. We did. Well, we also saw Cotton um, living out, out of the VFW, what, two episodes ago? In, um, yeah, in um, When Cotton Comes Marching Home, yeah. Yep. Um, so, we uh, it, Cotton is now officially in Arlen. Yeah. Which I, makes me feel like we should see a lot more of him, and I don't think we do, which makes me sad. It's okay. We'll keep an eye on it. We will. Uh, so, Hank's birthday is April 15th of 1963. Uh, Mark, did you know that there was no Yankee game in April 15th of 1963? Man, my mom was born in 63. My head exploded. I also did not know that, no. That's amazing. Um, so, the game, the games they had, there was one on the 14th, and there was one on the 16th. Uh, the <laughs> Orioles was on the 14th, and they okay. won. And they lost on the 16th to the Detroit Tigers. Okay. So, uh, Mark, I think you took note of this. Uh, when, what time was Hank born on the 15th? 3.07 a.m. Okay, so realistically, it would have been the Orioles game that they had gone to. At 3 in the fucking morning, they're still playing baseball? No, but she may have held her... Like, she could break her water, but the kid's not going to show up for another couple hours, right? That's how labor kind of works sometimes? I don't know. Maybe... Fidel Castro's chin pelt greased the wheels. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we're going to say, because it was, I think it was an afternoon game. Who knows? Okay. Like, okay. I mean, labor, I've heard labor outlasting like shit, 36 hours sometimes. That sounds awful. But it, she wasn't in the women's room at the stadium for 36 hours. That's true. That's true. Okay. So, I don't know. That's con glow glaring red flag on this play for our favorite episode ever johnny con it's that's okay um mark i have down here that fidel castro actually died in november of 2016 so castro is no longer with us sadly wow i'm pretty sure it's his kid that's running cuba now okay okay yeah um, and then the picture that they have Hank, they take a picture of Hank in front of the Alamo with a gun uh-huh. and a newspaper. And Mark, I asked you about this and I'm, you already knew what I was going for while we were watching this episode. What is that a recreation of? It's the picture of Lee Harvey Oswald before he went and shot Kennedy. It's like the last picture they took of him. Yeah. So those are some of the notes that I've got. Um, I'm going to be real with you guys. I just kind of sat back and, and giggled at this episode and just enjoyed it. Um, what about yes, you, Mark? Yes, we did. We enjoyed the hell out of it. All right, notes for me. Number one. Holy fuck, it's this one. <laughs> Why are Bill's plates muddy? I don't know. Bill drives that shitty little car. Why are they muddy? I don't well, know. And I can't admit, he doesn't do a lot of stuff. That's like, my he, thing. He's he not goes, going out like mudding or something. No, he goes to the grocery store and he goes to the army base. And it's not muddy on the army base because they wouldn't let it be. Yeah. I don't know. I just, that was a note I had. Whatever. Um, Costa Linda, we already hit that one. Um, did you catch the website where Dale pulls up Hank's information? I did not, Mark. Tell me. HankHill.com. <laughs> also doesn't exist. Um, Damn. The fuck does that say? Oh, uh, when Hank and Cotton are in his apartment, you can see they're sitting on the couch, Cotton's in a bathrobe, and Cotton has shin scars. Right, right. You pointed that out to me. That was the first time I've ever noticed those. Um, 
Hank has four beers when he's sitting there having his, like, crisis of faith with Peggy. They're, like, talking about whatever. And he's got four empties in the table. Well, three empties and one in his hand. Hank is very clearly shooken up about this. I really like Bobby uh, quoting Peggy. Mom, or you need what mom likes to call closure. We yep. should go to New York. I like... She, she is an amateur psychologist, Mark. Yes, she is. And she realizes that Hank suffers from the problem of having psychology. <laughs> the illness of psychology. Um, another episode that we've not seen Luann. Yeah. Yeah. She's credited in here, but I don't re- I don't recall seeing her this at all. This one and the last one. She was both credited, did not see her. Um... No, you already called that one. Uh, Johnny, is that Ed Asner is stinky? And I already know the answer, because what is it? It is Ed Asner is stinky. Ed Asner is stinky. Christ, I'm hungry. (laughs) That was a bad Ed Asner. And finally, we have a return of the Arroyo Diner. Yeah, we haven't seen that since um, Bills Are Made to Be Broken, if I remember right. I want to say that's a restaurant that sports Chad and Jock, or whatever. Sports Sports Jock Jock and Chad. Chad. Fucking drink. Cheers to that. <laughs> God, I love doing this shit live. But Chad? Oh. Um, How about some notes? How about some pros? Let's, let's, I, so, we've got some pros here. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I... I don't even think I... I think I would fa- I would fail an American geography test at this point because I don't refer to this state as anything other than Luzerana now. <laughs> it is only Luzerana and it will only ever be Luzerana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever since this. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love the guys just taking the piss out of Hank when they find out that he's from New York. The whole yada, yada, yada shtick and Dale constantly like putting I Heart New York stickers on his truck. Like... Mark, I have to imagine, were you and you or I in this situation? The other one would be taunting the shit out of him. Can I share? Can I share a personal podcast truth, Johnny? Please. Uh, a couple years ago, you might remember uh, native plates were all the fucking rage in Colorado. Yeah, I don't uh, know. They if like they the still pioneer are. plates. Yeah, the pioneer plates. And basically, listeners, if you lived in Colorado and your family been here for what three generations? Yeah, uh, three generations or a hundred years. Yeah. You could get this special plate that said, hey, I was out here first. Yeah, my and mother go the got fuck some. back to Texas or California or wherever you came from. Because we're Coloradans and we're, we're proud, proud of it. Which you should be. Whatever. Like, I think I, I like the idea inherently of native plates. Sure. Um, there is one person in my family that does not have native plates that lives in Colorado. Do you know who it is? Who? It's me. Okay. Johnny. Listeners. Here's the sad truth that I must tell you. I was born in New York. Are you a squatter? Not a squatter. (laughs) But I had a bagel and I kind of liked it. Did you just say bagel? That's our second community reference of the podcast, Mark. (laughs) You love community so much, why don't you gay marry it? (laughs) In New York. I was born in New York, listeners. And um, yeah, you can't have it if you were born out of state. It's my greatest shame. It's okay. I could get one and I really don't care to, so you can have mine. No, I want you to have it and then take your car to Germany and drive around. They're like, what the fuck is Colorado? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's all I got for that. Um, 
I, I have it here a pro that Topsy tries to give or like garrote Hank while he's not paying he's gonna attention. murder Hank. He is, and he has to get called off by uh, by Cotton. I I love the idea that it's a bunch of like eighty year old dudes that really should be pretty damn enfeebled, and yet they get him like somehow they manage to get Hank drunk, tie him up, throw him over a fence, complete almost completely naked. Well, they're and Hank is like forty years at this senior. point, right? Like no, they got to be eighty. Scott no. was thirteen in forty-five. Right. And this is nine. This is two thousand. So seventy, give or take. We'll say seventy. Seventies, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The doctor's gonna take his foot. Um, no, that's what I've got for pros in here, Mark. What do you oh, got? Wow. Buddy? You don't have any pros. I um, mean, I just really listeners, just because I sat and watched it, like the whole damn episode is a pro. You can't list the entire day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Loserana, you already hit that. <laughs> Johnny, you know how I feel about hairy fruit. <laughs> Is that a kiwi? Uh, oh, um, Mark, as a produce manager, please tell me that comes through your mind if you ever get kiwis. Oh, baby. Every day when I have to fucking fill the kiwis up at work. <laughs> and I just look at him. You know how I feel about hairy fruits. <laughs> and there's more than one. Uh, lychee nuts are kind of hairy, but they're real tasty. I like lychee. I like lychee too. Um, yeah, hairy fruits. <laughs> Fantastic name for a porn star. Um, <laughs> as a general gay pro, porn star. you're so gay for it. Why don't you porn star it? <laughs> Man, this community podcast needs to happen. <laughs> um,. I like Peggy, just as a general note in this episode. She's really, really funny. But, like, she has these, like... I guess you could call it bad brain Peggy when she just kicks into dumb shit. <laughs> okay. But, like, literally, she suggests that Hank might be adopted. And then follows up, literally, a sentence later with the, the effect of your parentage, which we can say is just a question mark. Like... <laughs> I love her... Now, can you ever remember your parents telling you you were adopted? And she's dead serious yeah. about it. But then also, I could be a Chris. <laughs> um, Mark, if you were my dad, would you have me call you Coach or or Tom? Oh, hell, it'd probably just be Sir. <laughs> be really weird if i was your dad and you called me tom <laughs> yeah, you're not going with the joke damn it <laughs> i know but <laughs> johnny pro because i've heard i've watched this episode a dozen more than a dozen i've watched this episode a shitload and i never got grossed out by this line until tonight maybe old blue eyes greased the rail <laughs> Jesus Christ, Cotton. Um, drunk Hank. I just like Drunk Hank. <laughs> There's <laughs> another Texas plate. Take a shot. Why am I wearing the hat? Oh, God. And finally, Cotton's plot to kill Castro when he's going to row to Cuba and become the... <laughs> I can't... I just can't even... <laughs> Help me. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Guys, everything in this episode is a pro. I, oh, I think the God. only cons we have, which we're going to come up here in just a second, are are seriously, it's like nitpicky comic book guy shit. Oh, yeah. Because the whole damn episode is, it's brilliant. Like, yeah. Uh, are, am I good to move on to my cons, bud? Do your cons good, buddy. I have one. 
All right. And it's just that Hank states that he's like, I don't know if, if I hadn't known that those two hadn't spoken in four years. I think that they were together. I think they were in cahoots together. Yeah. And we saw them less than two years ago on Black Friday because Cotton very distinctly screamed, "Gow, I forgot how much old women stink." <laughs> like it's so good. <laughs> so, to the stuffing. I. <laughs> it may taste like crap, but it sure fills you up. <laughs> so like it, that's like I said, it's weird nitpicky shit in here. But even then, like, it doesn't matter because Cotton and Tilly don't talk. They don't. So th- the fact that they spent one holiday kind of near each other doesn't matter. And did they even speak during that holiday or? Probably not because yeah. Gary was there. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was because at one point he goes up to Cotton and he says, you, you say something like that again and I'm going to set your, your thing straight or whatever. What are you talking about? No, it wasn't. That was your con for Nine Pretty Darn Angry Men, was that Gary wasn't oh, there. Yeah. Which one am I talking about then? Because there's one where Cotton and Cotton says something to Tilly and, and Gary comes to her defense. I don't know. I think you're making up a memory, buddy. I guarantee I'm not, but we'll keep going. We'll keep G- going. Give me your cons, man. Uh, cons. Diesel pickups. Just as the general con. Uh, I am often want to mention how if you need a gun with more than five rounds in the clip, you got a little penis. Well, if you need a diesel pickup and you're not actually, you know, actively hauling stuff, guess what? You got a little penis and some sad little hairy fruits. Um, there is no way that Hank was born at 3.07 a.m. We already kind of talked about it, and quite frankly, I don't care. Um, barbecue at midnight. I am upset that I can't have it. And, uh, Hank dies. Hank dies from that goddamn... Uh, oxygen tank hits him on the head. Oh, it has to be. Also, also, we we didn't just see, but we just saw Hank get another TBI in To Kill a Lady Bird. Yeah. Who Kit Boss also did, right? Or no? Mm, did Kit Boss do To Kill a Lady Bird? Let me take a look. Does Kit Boss have a thing for giving Hank TBIs? <laughs> I really hope not. The way that John Vitti likes getting Hank molested does... Oh, I have a fun No, it's note. Res- Wes Archer that does Wes the Archer. killing Okay, all right, never mind. I also have one fun note that and I should have mentioned. Norm Hiscock. That, okay. Yeah. Um, there, when Hank's in the Alamo and he looks at all the flags of people that died there, Johnny, there was one person from New York that died at the Alamo. Was there? Yeah. His name was Robert W. Cunningham. He was the oldest of seven children out of David and Anna Cunningham, born in Ontario County, New York, October 18th, 1804. Or maybe 1806. Um, he lived in Indiana, Kentucky, and Arkansas before coming to Texas. In 1832, he worked as a cargoman on the Mississippi River to New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans, him and his family, or he he told his family he would stay in New Orleans because he liked it so much, but by March 4th, 1833, he moved to Texas, where he received the title to a league of land on, guess where, Johnny? Skull Creek in Austin County. Interesting. Which I'm 90% sure is where the Broken School Ranch is, but I might be wrong. It might be. But whatever. Austin County, close enough for me. Uh, In 1836, Cunningham joined the Army. And... He took part in the Siege of Bexar as a sergeant and second gunner. And he remained in Bexar after the battle as a private in Captain W.R. Carey's Artillery Company. He was a single man. He died at the Battle of the Alamo on March 6th, 1836. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so, just to clarify, Mark, in the unbearable blindness of laying, 
Gary drops Hank off at Cotton's house because that's where he wants that's to go. That's what it was, unbearable And he calls him out on it, yes. but yes. yes. It's like, I know okay. there's an interaction between him where Gary calls him out No, I'm it, glad you got it, though, because, yeah. It's good, it's good. Um, okay, well, with that said, Mark, we're, we're to favorite moments. Have we named them all already? Because I feel like between the two of us... <laughs> I've got a couple. We may have. You gave me your cons? You're good on cons? I did. Okay. I, I had the one. It was that they hadn't spoken in four oh, Okay, years. okay, never mind. We're good. All right. Uh, yeah, favorite moments. Go, buddy. <laughs> Is that a kiwi? I told you what I feel, how I feel about hairy fruits, Mark. My grandma used to call them monkey balls. <laughs> That's amazing. It's very much a grandma thing to yes, do. it is. Um, I have in here, my truck is too much vehicle for me. <laughs> and I've definitely said that before to coworkers when I worked in uh, public works and had to drive a truck every day and none of them found it funny or entertaining. <laughs> They just don't appreciate you. I, not not to that extent. Uh, I have, why am I wearing the hat? <laughs> and honestly, Mark, okay. if I don't quote that weekly, you know, you will know that something is wrong. You need to you commit me. We got to set it up a little bit. We talk about how we're bad at plot. <laughs> Johnny, why is Hank wearing the hat? Okay, so Hank gets, he gets his clothes taken, his arms tied together, and thrown over the fence of the Alamo after he discovers that Cotton and the rest of his war buddies have a plot to go and kill Castro. So the, what he has to do is go into the Alamo, naked essentially, and figure out a way to get to Cotton and stop him before he goes to Cuba. So what does he find in the Alamo? He finds Jim Bowie and his knife and cuts his bonds with it and then takes one look at at what is it, Davy Crockett? Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett and his um, coonskin cap and all of his other like weird wilderness crap that he's got on. And he just goes, huh. And then all of a sudden you just see this Hank bursting out of the door and he's wearing all of Davy Crockett's stuff, including the hat. And he calls himself out on it. He just goes, wait a minute, why am I wearing the hat? <laughs> it's perfect. I love like weird fourth wall breaking shit like that. Um, and then the last one here, I have Topsy just screaming, Yellow <laughs> And it's perfect. God, there's so much to love in this episode. It's so it's, much. It's, Mark, I would argue that this is the best cotton episode. Yeah. It's damn near close. Yeah. I, yeah. This has got, it's got cotton conspiracies. It's got him like kind of being like a shifty, shifty guy. He's very lovable in it to a point. It's just so good. And he's not overtly racist or sexist like he is in most everything else. Yep. 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 So, um, even though he's going to use the half of Lopez that is Cuban, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's not overtly racist. I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. Um, give me your favorite moments, bud. Favorite moments actually didn't hit two of them. Kill Topsy! <laughs> Topsy does a little rifle drill. Love yep. that. And then uh, Dale and the bumper sticker. Dale and his bumper sticker. That's hilarious. That's the sort of shit I would do to you. I know. And you would do to me. I would. Oh, it's so good. Oh, God. I don't want to be done yet, but I think we're done yet. I, th I think we are, man. Let's give this guy a rating so we can get out of here. All right. Johnny, on a scale of charcoal to blue flame of valor, what do you give... Yankee Hanky. Yankee Hanky gets a blue flame of valor from me, man. Okay. Um, it, it, it's no question. There is like three episodes, and we've gone through all three of them now, that when we started this, I knew were going to be blue flames. They're the ones that I personally have watched. Uh -huh. So in my mind, it's like, okay, these are the top three. It is Beer Can Named Desire, A Firefight and We Will Go, 
and this one, Yankee Hanky. And so, I, really, guys, those are my top three, like, of all time. It's hard to pick a favorite between all of them because they're all just so damn good. But this one gets a blue flame because this is as Texan as you can get. The whole point of this whole episode is how much Hank loves Texas. Mm -hmm. And that is the blood of this show. So if you can get somebody into watching this and they can find this episode funny, entertaining, even just watchable, then you know that you've got them hooked because they're going to enjoy the rest of this. I am not a Texan and I love this episode. I want to be a Texan from this episode. Yeah. I want to have as much pride in my state as Hank does after yeah. this. And I don't. I mean, I, Colorado's cool. It is what it is. I could go get fancy plates if I really wanted to, but I won't because I don't care about it that much. But, God, I, I kind of wish I did. <laughs> All right. How about you, Mark? Um, So I got to ask you, to, to qualify for Blue Flame status. Yes. Zero context. You could show this to anybody with zero context, right? I think so. I do, too. I agree. And I and I just wanted to touch it, but like, man, that's same. The, oh no, that's the big divider here between, uh, like a, an imperial, which is damn close to a blue flame, yeah, and a blue flame because I really think you could walk into this and the story itself doesn't like you don't have to know a hell of a lot about it. They do a really good job of making you understand why it's such a big deal to Hank, yeah, and the the weird lengths that he would go to. But it's all set up so well, and it's paced so well, and yeah, I... No, dude, same. It's a blue flame, like... Yeah. So what, that makes it our... Uh, Maybe third? Well, no, I was gonna say our Rainbow Jacket of Glory, or whatever the hell it's called. We both <laughs> it is it the a, Rainbow Jacket. Yeah, it's a... Listeners, uh, if we both give it a blue flame, it becomes a Rainbow Jacket. I, I think there's only been three of them. And I think it's the three I just mentioned, right? No. Yeah, you got to pull it up, man, because I, I got to see this. Because I could have swore that it was only those ones. I know we both did on firefighting, and I think we both did on beer can. Uh, firefighting, we will go. We did. And I don't have. Well, I'm sure that I have beer can on here as a blue flame. <laughs> the last fucking rating I have was Slide of Hank. Oh jeez! I need to update my spreadsheet. You know, yeah, this. I think you're right. This is the third blue. The the but that's, third. I think it's fair rainbow to say chat, rainbow blazer or whatever. Yeah, I think this is fair to say that like these are our top three episodes. These are if if you and I until need, we get to Lupe's Revenge. Yeah, if you and I need comfort TV, these are the ones we go to. Oh God, or the Exterminator too. Which is like in it's two so weeks. Close. That's in two weeks, you guys. Oh, it's so close. Holy shit. Holy shit. If I thought I fell off the goddamn wagon at the first half of this season, because I did. It's I definitely back. did. Holy shit, dude. Did I not only fall off the wagon, but I got hit in the head with an oxygen tank and sprinted back to the wagon <laughs> wearing the oxygen tank for the added boost and jumped back onto the wagon. It's, like, it's coming It's coming around, man. Like, you, yeah, you had some stinkers at the beginning of the season. Oh, but... man. Yeah. God, is, it, is this if this is not season like... five episode eleven or season five episode ten is where it brought me back around, man? Oh <laughs> god, damn, yeah. Well, Mark, I think we need to get out of here because there's not too much more we can say about this other than just how much we love it. We just can't. We're just going to continue cotton. gushing. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I got a question for you, man. What's that, buddy? Do you still like King of the Hill? Holy shit, I love King of the Hill. <laughs> 
Johnny, do you still like King of the Hill? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. Oh, I'm glad to hear it, man. Yep. Well, why don't you tell the good folks where they can find us? Oh, those good folks can find us at uh, Dangle Podcast on Twitter and Dangle Podcast on Instagram. You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter or on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my good buddy Josh talk about a variety of weird-ass topics. And Johnny, where can these good people find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me at Krautball Stream. That is, Kraut is in sauerkraut, ball is in Swedish meatball, and stream as in the Skull Creek in Austin County, Texas, Mark. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. Take care, guys.